Welcome back to another episode of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock, and we're all familiar with the big names in horror. Freddy, Jason, the headless hatchet lady of Red Rocks, but who we're not familiar with are the ones just outside the terror, the ones who didn't get to tell their tales, and helping me do that this week. Joining me is the co-creative director of the Chaos Bloom Theater in Denver, Colorado, Ms. Amy Gerlich. How are you, Amy? Great. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for doing this. Yes, absolutely. Um, first, before we jump into horror or anything spooky related, talk to us about Chaos Bloom. Um, we are actually taking our theater from the front space and we moved it to the back, which was um, a huge undertaking because it's just three of us working on it. And it was basically three rooms full of lumber and just stuff. So we had to build walls. Yeah. Uh, but it's been really fun because we had about four months uh, now going on five to kind of work on it and build out whatever we wanted. So that's been really fun. Uh, we did some shows outside in October before it oh, got uh, too cold. So that was nice. Um, and we're doing a lot of virtual classes online. We get some coming ups uh, next week, which will be fun. And I get to work with people I worked with at UCB New York because nice. a lot of them have moved back to Denver. <laughs> um, so that's really cool. We have Nick Ross. I don't know if you know Nick Ross, but he's back here now. He was nice. in LA for a while and um, also UCB New York. And then um, just some other random people, Rebecca Vigil from New York and John Robert Wilson. So they're all coming and performing and it's been really cool. We're, we're hoping to open up at some point next uh, this year. Uh, For sure. That would be great. Uh, yeah, but it's been a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, and where, just so they, people know who are listening, where can they go to find anything else about Chaos Bloom? Where can they find you guys? Uh, you can go to chaosbloom.com and look at, check out our website or our Facebook page. Well, in all the mass exodus horror of Los Angeles and the rest of the country, <laughs> uh, let's talk about movies, horror movies. Uh, you were telling before we started the movie that you wanted to talk about was the first horror movie you'd ever seen, which was? Nightmare on Elm Street. And you were how old when you saw this? I was nine. Uh, and you were alone in your parents' house. I w- Well, my parents were upstairs and I, sn- I got a copy of it from a friend of mine Okay. and I snuck, it was a blockbuster video, snuck it downstairs and watched it. Oh no, you know what? My parents weren't home. It was right when I got home from school and I was a latchkey kid, you know? So, so was I. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so before I had to start making dinner for my whole family, I, um, <laughs> Went downstairs and put it on, and I it was terrifying. I thought I could really kind of get through it. Um, uh-huh. I had to stop it a few times, and I had to leave the room a few times. But okay, so can I go? Can I do? Can I break it down to the three parts? Prior to watching this post a latchkey day, did you know <laughs> about the movie? Had you were people talking about it? Were you dared to watch it? What was your what was your thought about it before you'd actually got the movie? I think um, most of my friends had seen it and they were excited about it. I also have an older brother. So they, okay. they all saw it in the theaters and they, of course, were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of my friends also had older siblings that talked about it. So it was definitely one of those like rite of passage, super cool things to do. Uh, yeah. and, and I thought I was so tough and I could take it. You know, I hung out with skaters and <laughs> thought I was so cool. Um, and I love Johnny Depp. John, that was like, that was 
Johnny Depp's kind of coming out at the time, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was, it was exciting to watch. I'm not a huge horror fan. I thought I was before this podcast. I'm like, Oh yeah, I like horror. And then I was like, no, I think I just like gory stuff. Like I like, uh, zombie stuff. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Um, I do like old horror movies for like the campiness of it, but I gen, I guess I generally don't really watch, like I haven't watched any of the, um, Friday the 13th. I haven't watched, I just recently watched aliens. If you'd consider that a horror movie. Sure. Um, but yeah. Well, nightmares. I mean, it's a classic for a reason, right? We talk about it. We've talked about it a bunch here and there's a reason because it's, it's, it's a classic. Mm-hmm. So you're you're scared. You're you're acting tough because you hang out with skaters. I Amy didn't skate because I was too big, but I used to draw <laughs> people skateboarding in my school notebooks in elementary school because oh, I wasn't able to skate. That's cute. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it makes sense. Uh, so you're 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 feeling tough about doing this. So you get it. What's it like as you're getting ready to start the movie? Um, I make sure all the lights are out. There's like, I I'm in a basement that's got like the two top windows. So it's like, mm-hmm. I can see a little bit of light coming in. It's probably around three thirty, four o'clock. I figure I have uh, until about six. Um, so I was just going to power through it by myself. And, um, yeah, at first I was like, Oh, cool. Like I was very into, the whole like fast times at Ridgemont high, like all the like high school kids movies. Yeah. I was just like blown away by, Oh, and that's of course that's all I wrote when I was a kid. I was like basically writing fan fiction of these high school style movies. As um, screenplays or like as short stories. Yeah. Screenplays. screenplays? Yeah. 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 Um, or like, I just, think it was mall rats for us. We all wanted to write the next mall rats. <laughs> we were there. Yeah, uh, definitely character Bibles, just trying to write all the cool kids, what what the different groups were in school, sure. you know. Um, but yeah, and then I, it just, the music was great. Like everything was kind of fun about it. And then um, it was terrifying. And I just, I didn't know if I, I, I guess I kind of got lost in it a little bit with mm. this idea of thinking that it could be a thing that could happen because it was dream based. So I was just Mm -hmm. like, Oh, this is going to, I'm going to be dreaming about this. (laughs) Um, So that was like the, it was like the first kind of psychological movie. I think I, I watched as well where I pretty much felt that uh, I, I was going to die in this movie. I I was going to die in my dream at some point. Like it was going to happen. I like two. I mean, two things. I don't think I had a thought that deep at like 39 about a movie, let alone at nine. But I like that you were doing, you were doing a thing that I would have done and that I still do for things is that even though you were alone, you were still pumping yourself up of like, it's fine. It's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. Like having conversations in your head about people you're going to talk to about it later and how you reacted to it. Yeah. 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 I was, I, I felt like I, I don't remember exactly, but it felt like I was one of the last people to see it out of yeah. all my friends. So I was like, I have to catch up on this. Everyone's talking about it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, had you been that affected by like that? Had you had that deep of a thought about a movie up until then at nine? No. When did Gremlins come out? Do you remember? I don't know the exact year. I'm going to look it up right now. I think Gremlins came out in. Might have been a little later. Yeah. But Gremlins did it for you too? Gremlins, I went and actually saw Gremlins and Jaws. 84. Jaws two or three. Yeah. So 84. I saw Gremlins in the theater. I don't remember okay. if it was after, I think uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was November. So it was either before or after. Uh, 
but I had to also leave that movie. Um, I walked out into the lobby because it was that scary uh, for me at that point. No, I was with my older brother um, and I think one of his friends. But again, just me trying to act tough and realizing I'm a nine-year-old girl, you know? (laughs) So you've watched it now. What is it like post-credits? Were you... Did you did your sleep change? Did did were you afraid of things that you might not have been before? I think my because I'm currently an improviser, I think my my brain was just like overly active with imagination. So I think anything that had the slight possibility, if it didn't include some kind of magic, you know, because mm-hmm. that that I could dismiss. But like something like that, like gremlins as well, where I was just like I could, I could, I could go down to Chinatown and I could find this like rare thing that could possibly, you know, so it was, I believed, I believed hard (laughs) and I think that was good. I think that was really good for my brain, even though it was terrifying, you know, but I am still afraid of Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, I, I don't know if I've, I don't think I've gone back and rewatched it. Uh, I've watched some of the later ones, which don't hit as hard, but. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I took, I mean, I, yeah, I'd still be, afraid. it's a terrifying concept about yeah. a burnt dude who comes back and kills you in your dreams. Yeah. I mean, I think it's even the weirder thing for me is that it's, uh, you empathize for him. Once you find out his story, you kind of mm-hmm. like empathize with this idea of like the whole town kind of like coming at him and burning him. Like it, yeah. it's, I, I get it. He murdered children, but like, I, I think, uh, <laughs> uh, I guess that's the other thing. Like I'm, I'm also terrified of large groups of people rallying sure. together to yeah. cause destruction. Um, so yeah, that, well, uh, it's never going to happen again. Never. I mean, it's probably won't ever happen again. No. Ugh. <laughs> God. <laughs> the horror show that was yesterday. I think we did a pretty good job of going nine minutes without talking about it. I think so too. <laughs> it's a fucking disaster. Oh God. I was really looking forward to doing this because I like I I couldn't I wasn't able to wa- uh, not watch the news all day yesterday. Me too. And I woke up this morning. And I was like, all right, I'm going to see Amy in a little bit, and we're going to we'll just do something stupid for a little bit, and then it'll be a nice little reset to the day. Yeah, for sure. I know. I had so many plans. I had I had to write curriculum and do all these other things. I was like, good luck. I was like, nope, it's just not going to happen. So yeah, no way. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Um. So, but I what I I liked what you said about this is that as an improviser and as a creative, this movie not only scared you as long as well as Gremlins, but to help to inform like maybe some creative thinking patterns for you. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it definitely opened me up to the possibility of, uh, maybe, and also like, um, I learned to empathize with, with people who were, um, I guess thought of as not so great, you know? Sure. I think I kind of, at that point I was very, not that I was very Christian, but I was really involved in my church my church was pretty cool. Like there was just like a lot of cool community based stuff that I liked, uh, with kids my age. So I was kind of, I was pretty invested in that. So like this idea of otherworldly or, uh, morality, like the idea of morality was starting to come up in my life and I was starting to like figure out my own 
way of thinking of things. So being empathetic towards a child murderer for the way that he was killed, I think was confusing, yet good for my brain to kind of chew on that at that age. I mean, and good for your soul. What a good soul you are. If you (laughs) can take that lesson of what is the worst crime, one of the worst crimes of all. Yeah. And really... Because in my mind, whenever I think about him being a child, like hurting kids, I'm like, yeah, that's a justified response. I don't think I've ever talked to anybody who's like, well, he must have been scared for a few minutes, right? <laughs> and I worked with kids. I, when I was in New York, I, I was a kindergarten teacher for eight years. So like, I, I actually get really upset with um, like the recent It movies. I got very upset. Um, I walked out of there with my husband and he was like, what do you think? And I was so mad. I was just angry uh, about seeing kids being abused way more than in the first one, or at least yeah. it was, it was visualized a lot more. Um, it just gets me so upset and so riled up to actually see it. So I think hearing it was a different thing. Like you never actually saw him hurting children. Yeah. Yeah. You saw him hurting teenagers, which it's like most teenagers. That's fine. Yeah. They're assholes. <laughs> they're like, fucking dickheads. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's more of like, I, it, it doesn't matter what you've done. If you're like killed horrifically, I, I empathize for that. Like, I think that that's just because it's also, it's like, it was a gang of, it was like the town, you know, they Mm -hmm. made it sound like all of the, all of the people got together and killed him. So that to me is terrifying, um, that people would get that viciously angry, uh, and collectively be okay with like a, a a torture style murder, you know? Sure. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah, I didn't think until yesterday that because I admittedly just the sense of humor that I enjoy the the concept of a town coming for somebody or a town mobilizing and doing something was up until yesterday, usually pretty funny. But I didn't think because I never thought it was something that could actually happen. Right. And now that you've seen it happen in real time, it sort of changes how you feel about at least for me anyways, changes how like oh that. Yeah, maybe that's a little more awful than I originally thought it was. Yeah. I mean, it's like the idea of Frankenstein, right? It's like the right. the uh, the whole town coming for this monster that you know is not really responsible for his kind of actions or like his strength or whatever. It, it's that mob mentality. And I was I think it also stems now if I think about it from cuz I was in New York City when 9/11 happened and I had to go to work that morning and when I Basically, when everyone kind of started figuring out what was going on, I was I was running birthday parties for children as well. Oh God! So, and one of the kids' birthdays that we were doing, Dad was in the tower, and it was a whole like hush campaign. The mom's just like, "Let's just keep going. Let's just keep doing this thing." And it was holy shit. Yeah, it was horrifying. And this was pre me having like a cell phone. Oh no, I had a cell phone, but it wasn't a smartphone. And my mom had called me when I was on my way to work and I was like, it'll be fine. She's like a plane crashed. And I was like, it'll be okay. And then mm-hmm. she's, she's like another plane just crashed. But anyways, long story short, when I finally got let go from work, they were like, okay, you guys can all go home. The subways were down. And so everybody was walking on the streets and I lived off of, um, between fifth and Madison. So we go by Mount Sinai, which is one of the biggest hospitals in Manhattan. And, 
it got so congested with the crowd. Like there was just, we were just pushed together so much that I was being lifted up off the ground as we walked. And I was like getting claustrophobic and, and then we're passing Mount Sinai and it's just rows of ambulances with doctors outside of it, but no people. So like, no, they couldn't even get people up there, you know? So it was just like this horrifying feeling. And then people started getting anxious and like, upset and people were crying around me. And so now I, I just have a really hard time being in crowds. Um, and I used to live in Los Angeles and I worked at uh West side comedy. So I would be down at the Santa Monica pier all the time, Yeah, but you'd be at the top of the Santa Monica pier and you'd look down and you, it would just look like ants, you know, there'd be, so, <laughs> right, right, right. I would just be like, I can't, I can't go in there. I can't, I can't even, I, if people are yeah. that close to me, you know, it's just, I start to get rashed out and like, uh, I can't breathe. And yeah. So wow, all mobs, I think kind of terrify me. <laughs> yeah. They're, I mean, they're not great. No. I don't, yeah. I, wow. That's insane. I bet. Can I, I don't know if, if I'm just fascinated by the resolve that both you and this mom had at this birthday party. Did you said the husband was in one of the towers? Did the mother know like something awful had happened? She didn't know what had happened if if he was okay yet. That's what yeah, okay. Yeah, so she was just kind of going through the motion. Like I had one party earlier in the morning and then it was like eleven o'clock. So it was still people were still kind of trying to figure out what was happening and where everybody was. Um, I don't think they found out until days later, but that, of course they hadn't heard from him. So I think at a certain point she assumed he had passed, but it was like a, a third, a girl's third birthday and all of her friends were there. And it was just like, who, I didn't know what was going on. And I was just going through the motions of the day and kind of just getting through work. And with that New Yorker mentality of like, nah, right. pl- planes crash into things all the time, you know? Sure, sure. Uh, I didn't think it was a big deal until we eventually got let go, like take, you know, go home. I was like, what? Wow. My my boss never lets us go home. <laughs> so <laughs> right. I think that's what it was, like leaving and then like going into the street and there's no cars, it's just people. And it's just so crowded. And you're like, this is insane, you know? Uh, and the subway's being down, like that. I've lived there for 20 years. Like that only happened maybe once and it was because of snow. So I didn't quite, it was like, I couldn't quite process it even for like three days. Like I finally, I think it started to finally hit me on day three. I lived up in Harlem, which is very far from the towers, Mm -hmm. but I left my windows open all the time. And by day three, you started to smell burnt bodies. And it was the most horrific smell I've ever smelled. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Cause I was like, what is that? Like, I don't think if you've never smelt burning flesh, <laughs> that it's like, you don't know what that smell is. Um, and it was, that's when it hit me. And I was just like, wow. And it took me quite a few years to process it. Um, I did go to see the day, was it the day after? Yeah. The day after. 9-11 was ASCAD at UCB yeah. and uh, David Cross was doing it. So I was like, I need to go and do something and get my mind off this. And um, that was unbelievable. And then for some reason, with like a week later, my friend had got me tickets to go see SNL and I had never seen SNL live. And it was Amy Poehler's first SNL. And like, I was at her, you know, I was a performer at the theater and I was like, this right. is going to be amazing. Again, it was like, 
you know, Giuliani and all these firefighters and uh, came out on stage. And it was like, so it just kept being like pushed into my face as, as reality, but it totally felt like a movie. It felt like this weird, long, drawn out movie for years. So Nightmare really, wow, this is a really, this movie had an effect then and really resonates now with you. I don't think anybody's done a, a deeper dive on it here, Amy. So oh, thanks. good. <laughs> I, that whole thing is incredible. The thing, I mean, th- that I don't, I, you know, so many things, but that, that mom just like maintaining that sense of normalcy, I'm assuming for the kid is yeah. fucking amazing. Like, or shock. She was probably in shock. It of was, course. How could you not be? But I like Jesus. Yeah. And it was pre-smartphone. So it's not like it, we were getting our news, you know, like she was probably just kind of waiting to hear something. And just, oh my gosh, yeah. Wow. I think I think about it all the time. Like, what is the, how did she tell her the kid? Like, yeah, uh, you know, that's their birthday is September 11th, you know? Oh my God. Uh, can you tell us about one of the characters from your Bible from one of your fan fictions from Fast Times? <laughs> <laughs> Any of your favorite characters come to mind? I mean, I think I always really enjoyed writing the stoners, the stoner kids. Uh, I found them comical, and then yeah. I always, I liked writing the like super mean girl, popular girls. Like those Absolutely. were my favorite. They're uh, the best. Yeah, because they're idiots, and it's like, uh, but it, idiots in a great way. Like idiots, you can kind of laugh with and at. So yeah, uh, yeah, I liked those a lot. Well, Amy, thank you so much for coming by and talking about Nightmare on Elm Street and just life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of stoners and uh, potential mean girls uh, and other high school students, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to a Springwood, Ohio high school student, Tiffany. Uh, Amy, thank you again so much for coming by. You got it. Hey, neighbors, Adam and Nate here to talk to you about Patreon. Now, this podcast is possible due to our Patreon patrons, and you can become one by going to patreon.com slash my neighbors are dead. Supporting the show on Patreon's easy. You pay what you can, and in return, you get My Neighbors Are Dead merch, behind-the-scenes info on how we make the show, a shout-out on future episodes, and more. You may be wondering what we use this money for. Well, we use it for things like production costs, website hosting, traveling for the show, and our monthly meds. We are both severely medicated. Sad but true. Now, podcasting isn't cheap, and we appreciate any help you can give. If you'd like to see how you can help out the show, go to patreon.com slash myneighborsaredead. Thanks for listening, and now back to the show. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for coming by and talking to me for a little bit here uh, on 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 a break, I guess. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I'm just like, have you dreamt about him? Uh, I I have not. But before we talk about who we're dreaming about, what we're dreaming about, let me introduce uh, Springwood, Ohio, a high school student, senior Tiffany. Hi. Um, you've only given me your first name. Yeah, it's, if it's okay, I don't want to give my last name because, like, my dad's pretty prominent in the community. And, like, totally fine. Okay, totally fine. Uh, you're not the first to do it, and I, I, I welcome people to just to to just give me only their first names to protect their 
their persons. Tiffany, talk to me about what life is like as a 17-year-old senior in Springwood, Ohio. Um, I mean, it's pretty typical. It's pretty boring, but you know, it's like we have wrestling matches, which are cool. I'll Uh I'll go and watch that. It's just like mainly because I like to see like every, like every match, Mm -hmm. you know, the hot guys get hotter, if that makes sense. Of course. Yeah. Um, and my dad said it's because it's like, my dad's a doctor and he's like, young boys, you know, they get more muscular faster. And I was just like, okay. So I, I tried out for the wrestling team kind of more as like a joke. Um, but that didn't really work out very well. Um, but I did get like seven dates, which was cool. Wow. I, I mean, much like the rest of high school, I think there's a lot to unpack there, Tiffany. It sounds like I mean, first off, you know, your dad is pretty prominent. We don't want to name him who he is, but he is a doctor in Springwood, Ohio. So yeah, he's that's a, one box people can check. He's a type of doctor. I shouldn't talk about what type of doctor he is, but like he does know a ton about muscles and like feet. So it's cool. It could be any doctor. I yeah, think yeah. even an ER doctor has to know about muscles and feet. So this could be any doctor at all. Um so the hot guys get hotter every year. Uh, I don't know if this is appropriate for me, a man in his thirties to ask a 17 year old, but are you dating anyone in high school right now, Tiffany? That can be an exciting time for a young person. Oh my God. I don't know if I can like, <sighs> I mean, I'm kind of dating somebody, but I'm like still dating somebody else. So it's like, wait, no one's going to hear this. Like not, no one is going to hear this. Okay. 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 Um, so yeah, I'm kind of dating this one guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like kind of dating this other girl and, um, I don't know. I haven't heard from him in a few days, but he, he's the one who started telling me about these dreams and I was like, Oh, okay. And, um, anyways, I'm, yeah, I'm dating. I'm always dating, but like, I'm like serious about this guy that I haven't heard from in a few days. And then this new guy, like I could see some serious potential of us dating through the summer, which is like kind of a big deal. Well, Tiffany, you know, I don't want to give you any unsolicited advice, but I'm going to, you know, you're in high school. This is a fun, exciting time for you. You know, normally I would say under normal circumstances, don't put too much weight on any high school relationship, but certainly in Springwood, Ohio, you might really want to to ratchet that up a little bit because your school has been terrorized, I guess is a fair word to say by a a local person in your town who kills kids in their dreams. Talk to me about that. What's that doing for Springfield, Ohio? Yeah, it's kind of nuts. Like. I guess that happened a long time ago too. I don't know. Every time I talk to my mom about it, she gets like really upset and goes into her room and doesn't come out for like four or five hours. But like, and I guess it kind of happened to like her, my grandmother. I don't know. But anyways, it's been like happening for a long time. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm kind of personally pissed because like, I don't really have any connection to it because no one really will talk to me about it. My kind of boyfriend told me a little bit about it. And I was just like, cool, I can't wait to fall asleep and like figure this out because I don't want to be the only person in my high school that doesn't have these dreams. Like, could you imagine? Like, (laughs) I mean, I'm the first that does everything. Like I'm the first, I was the first one to get a sports car. Mm -hmm. I was the first one to get like felt up. Like I, I mean, that wasn't in high school. Clearly it was in junior high, but like, you know what I mean? I'm not a part of this whole thing. And it's kind of, upsetting like 
I want to dream about this guy and I want to possibly like not be heard of from again. Well, I mean, Tiffany, I don't, I, I, I know we don't know each other that well, but I don't, I wouldn't want that to happen to you. I, I want people to get to know you and you seem like a nice person. And, uh, you know, you seem like a, a pretty motivated person. I mean, you're having a pretty typical high school experience. All you want to do is wrestle. Well, I mean, that's great. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to wrestle, but it was like for all the wrong reasons. You know what I mean? Like, I think basically what I'm telling you, no one's going to hear this, right? No one's going to hear this. Okay, great. Um, Basically, what I want to happen is mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking of telling people that I actually did have the dream. I just need like a little, a few more details in case anyone asks me okay. about what I saw. And then like, I'm going to run away to Los Angeles and like become a supermodel slash actress slash TV red carpet host. So like... And then, so people think maybe something happened to me in my, in my dream, but like, really, I just ran away. (laughs) Tiffany, I got a feeling I'm going to regret what I'm about to do here, but I think, uh, I'm going to try to help you with this. Let's get this set up. Oh my God. uh, Okay. Let's try to do this, you know, because I had a rough time in high school. My last name is Peacock. I got made fun of all the time and I don't want to see that happen to anybody else. So let's take a crack at it. Okay. So these other kids, they're having dreams, right? Right. Um, maybe your, you know, your 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 skin's getting pulled apart or something. So we got to come up with something with you that's going to be believable because you haven't had the dream yet. Right. Like I don't even really know what the guy looks like. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, he's burn up. So let's just say, you know, he was he's he's kind of looks like a, a a person who was set on fire. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. I think I can imagine that. Um. Somebody said so that be- he's wearing like a Christmas sweater. Yep, he's got like a Christmas sweater and like a ratty old hat, and he has a glove with some ratty old knives on it. Ew. <laughs> I know, it's gross. It's gross. gross. So uh, we have to come up with something that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a cool story when you first met him, but nothing embarrassing. Like, you can't be taking a crap or anything. Right. Like, everyone, ha- like, it's like really bizarre. Somebody, I heard like a snippet of a conversation that somebody said that they got like, um... Uh, like sucked into a bed or something like that. Uh, I thought yeah. that was like that. That imagery is like super cool. I want something similar to that. Okay. All right. Well. Okay. So what's let's say you your your dream starts. You're walking down the hallway of the gym, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. A little smoky, and then like all of a sudden you see like a wrestling mat, and there's like a a, oh, a kid yeah. who like six months ago didn't have muscles, but like your dad said, it's six months later, and he's He's huge. Yeah, hot. That's hot. He, I like this. He's he's hot. He's a hot guy. Yeah, totally. And you like you think he's gonna wrestle and he turns around and it's this guy, it's Freddy Krueger, and he sucks <gasps> on the wrestling mat. Oh my god, that would be so good. Or like it's like Brad, right? It's like you know Brad, right? And so it's like being it's like me and Brad, and we're like wrestling, and mm-hmm. then it like and like then all of a sudden he like gets really close, and like we just start like making out, and then like and then like I close my eyes, and then when I open my eyes, it's Freddie, yeah, and then it's like I freak out, and then he like I don't know like swallows my face, like swallows mm-hmm. my whole face. I mean that one's good too. Okay. I like that one too. I like it. I don't know. If I don't. I. I don't want to be giving you suggestions of like where you're making out with other people because again, you are a high schooler and I am a, a man in my thirties. You don't so, sound like it. You sound like you're like maybe nineteen. No, I'm definitely not nineteen. Oh, okay. 
Uh, so, okay. So that's your dream. That's your dream. You wake up, you know, like maybe you're a little, maybe you're like a little like slobbery, right? Because uh, you just yeah. made out with Brad, who is actually Freddy Krueger. So that's what you can tell people. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. The after imagery, it's like, I wake up and I'm like, all wet. Like I just yeah. got out of like a sauna and I'm just like dripping wet. I like that. Yeah. Like maybe gross it up a little bit too. So it's not so like, you know, image, image driven, but yeah, it's like, you know, gross. Like, you know, you're, it's disgusting. Right. It's like, there's like a little bit of blood in my hair and like my dad walks in he's like tiffany what are you doing and i'm like dad i don't have any pants on and he like walks out sure if you want to tell people that totally absolutely you can you can leave that part in the story okay good so that's what you tell people and then now you have this great story going people are gonna be like oh my god tiffany she's next she's finally she finally had the dream right 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 right. and then that's when i pack my bags and I get on a Greyhound bus and I go to Los Angeles and I walk into the first big talent agent I see and I say, I want to work on a red carpet and I want to be a host and I want to ask people, what are they wearing? So this part, Tiffany, I just want to throw this out there and just tell me what you think. Okay. Because, you know, high school's tough. What if you don't run away from home to Los Angeles? Ugh. Because I think your parents are going to be pretty upset if they wake up one day and, like, you're gone. I don't know. It's like my mom and dad never see each other because my dad's a doctor. Mm-hmm. And my mom is like, I don't know if she's always drunk or just, like, on a lot of her medication. She's got a mm-hmm. thyroid problem. But, like, I don't think my parents – honestly, I don't think my parents would notice. Like, I decided I was either going to tell them I'm going to college that I'm paying for. Yeah, right. Or I do this whole scheme. Basically, like after the summer, I can do whatever I want. Well, you are going to be an adult. Yeah. Tiffany, I don't want to, I mean, I think I've already done it, but I don't want to do it again and overstep here. But is there any chance that this is just some kind of ploy to maybe get your parents back together? What? I mean, what? It sounds like. You know, your dad's working all the time on muscles and feet and your mom's just plowed all the time. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't know. I like, I don't think it would be cool that they got back together, but I think it would be awesome. You know, I think it would be awesome too. I think the only flaw in your plan here though, is that if you run away and you become a TV star, they're going to see you on TV. Oh yeah. And you know, they're going to know. And so- I think maybe parents are difficult. They're difficult to understand. Yeah. I guess, you know, maybe you're right. I, yeah. I guess I was hoping they'd see me on TV and be like, wow, look at how rich and successful she is. She's wearing all sequins and heels. And it's like, maybe they'd be like, maybe, I don't know, maybe they'd come out to Hollywood and find me or something, you know? And then my bodyguard would be like, stay away. And I'd be like, no, it's okay. It's okay, Brad. It's okay. Wait, you've married Brad in this situation? Or he's your bodyguard in this situation? Oh, my God. I didn't even think about it that way. Maybe I'm just obsessed with Brad. Oh, God. High school is tough, Tiffany. I think... You know, you're you're so close to being done. And these are all great ideas. But, you know, maybe give it six months. Six months. My God, that's like a lifetime, but still lie about the dream. I mean, still tell everybody you had the dream. Okay, good. Yeah, I will. Cause I mean, no one's going to hear this. So it's like, no one's going to hear this. Yeah. So no one's going to know that like we made this up. 
Yeah. And you know, I mean, you got you, your senior years is the most important. You don't be thought of as a freak who didn't have the dream. Right. And like, God, I can't believe no one's made out with Freddy Krueger in a dream yet. It's like so obvious to me. It's like perfect. Cool points. That's what you're getting with that. You're getting cool points. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I feel like I've given you a lot of conflicting information and ideas here today, but I I, th- I think we're we're making our way towards something good here because, like I keep saying, high school's tough. Yeah. Why do you? Why do you? Do you like live in this closet or like I just come here to like have a nice cry sometimes? But like, why are you? Why are you in this closet? Admittedly, I I wanted to I wanted to hear your story about Freddie and why you weren't having the dream and just kind of get the perspective of somebody who wasn't murdered. And this is the only place that I could get in to record. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Get yeah, it. Normally we we have you guys, you know, we like we have the guests come out to to us, but I I wasn't comfortable doing that, you know, because you're a child. And so I thought I'd come to you and we could just record here. That's a good idea. Yeah. I won't tell anyone that you're in here. I just might come in here and cry at six period. That's okay. I, you know, I get it. That's the, usually the last period of the day. So like the day is finally caught up to you. I hate math. (sighs) It's, it's, it's a terrible subject. The worst. I'm never going to, never going to get through it. But yeah, you know, I, what are your plans after school? Do, Do you have any colleges picked out? If provided this whole runaway thing doesn't work out and you do go to college and pay for it yourself. Um, no, I don't really, I mean, I want to maybe go to like, have you heard of Barbizon? I have heard of Barbizon. Yeah. So this lady came up to me in the mall and was like, you could be a model. And I was like, duh, I know. And she was like, if you give me $400, I will have somebody take your photos. And I was like, whoa, like real Hollywood photos. And she was like, yes. And she was like, every Saturday you'll spend four hours with me at the mini mall downtown and mm-hmm. we will work on your walk. So she's, I mean, I'm probably going to do that anyway. She said, I don't need to graduate high school to do it. Well, you know what I like about that plan? It keeps you in town and your parents know where you are. Well, you know, they care, but it doesn't matter. It's all leading to one place and that's the red carpet. And beautiful Hollywood, California. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to see it. I've never seen it before. It's not as great as you think it is. Well, it's way better here, I'm sure. So it's like, I can't wait to go to a warm ocean. Don't knock that. You know, I, I know everybody wants to get out of the town they grew up in, but don't knock that Midwest mentality, Tiffany. I think it's, you know, I'm, I, it worked for me. So yeah, I just can't eat so much barbecue all the time. It's like it's so much. Well, you know, meals, meals, especially if you want to make the wrestling team, you might want to, you might want to bulk up a little bit. I'm not, I, I'm sorry if I was not clear on this. I did not make the wrestling team, but just, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not a teacher and I don't have any kids of my own. I'm just trying, I don't know. I guess I'm trying in vain to just point you in a direction that's going to keep you at home where your parents know you are. Well, no, I, I feel like the only way that they're going to know I'm around is if I like get murdered by Freddie, but you know, we'll see. Well, I, you know, we will see Tiffany, but remember, you still got to tell everybody in school that you had the dream. That's going to give you a lot of street cred, a lot of cool points. I would love to keep talking to you about this and talk to you about where I went to school, but I really have to get out of this closet. My knees are killing me. Uh, So Tiffany, enjoy your six period cry. Enjoy the next six months of your senior year. I think you're really going to like it. Thanks. I'm excited about it. And um, thank you for talking to me.
And just give your parents, just give them a little bit of slack. Okay. They will. Thank you, Tiffany. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to My Neighbors Are Dead. I've been your host, Adam Peacock. The show was produced by myself with Nate DeFort and edited by Nate DeFort. Original music was done by Jesse Case, along with Dane Halverson, and our original artwork was done by Mark Nishan. Thank you so much to Amy Gerlich for coming by and playing Springwood High School student Tiffany. If you want to take a class with Amy or another group of great improvisers, you can check them out at chaosbloom.com. Make sure you go to that. They have a bunch of classes coming up. If you're listening to this when this comes out, uh, there will be a workshop being offered with Neighbors alums, Susan Messing and Rachel Mason. So check all of that out at chaosbloom.com. If you like the show and you want to support us, please like and subscribe. And if you'd like to donate to the show, you can find us on patreon.com at my neighbors are dead. Follow us on Instagram at my neighbors are dead and on Twitter at my dead neighbors. Again, thank you so much for listening to the show and we'll see you next week. like comic books do you like brothers do you like brothers talking about comic books then this is the podcast for you screw it we're just going to talk about comics will hines and kevin hines performers from the upright citizen brigade theater and actual brothers talk about actual comic books they love like spider-man the fantastic four and many more if you prefer your podcast to be about fictional people talking about fictional books this isn't it but otherwise screw it we're just going to talk about comics from campfire media Campfire.